Move over Solidity, Marlowe promises to bring industry-scale smart contracts to the Cardano blockchain. And we talk with Crypto Over Coffee host Hash Hoshi all about the future of blockchain development. That's today on your Cardano Update. Hello everyone out there, I'm James Kiever with the United States of Cardano. Today is Thursday, October 22nd, 2020, and today we've got more information on Marlowe, and we talk with blockchain developer Hash Hoshi about all things development. But first, a quick reminder to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and delegate to United States of Cardano, ticker USA01. These are the very best ways to support our pool and this newscast. Okay, we've got more on Marlowe, like how it will offer non-developers environments where they can create, edit, simulate, and analyze Marlowe contracts, all from within a browser window, and all for free. Now, one important distinction between Marlowe and Plutus is that Marlowe is a domain-specific language that only describes financial contracts. Plutus is a bit more robust and can author both financial and smart contracts, but the advantage with Marlowe is the rigorous testing available before ever releasing the contract in the wild or spending one red cent. Also noteworthy, Marlowe is not blockchain specific. While it is starting on the Cardano blockchain, it is perfectly capable of running on others in the future. Now, Marlowe promises to support Oracle values as part of its implementation allowing financial contracts access to values directly from a stock market ticker or popular data, popular data feed like on Coinbase. Domain-specific languages like Marlowe have the power to truly disrupt the supply chain management industry, the insurance industry, and the accounting industry, just to name a few. And Cardano offers the perfect infrastructure to build it all on, so this is something to definitely keep an eye on, definitely something to play with, especially if it's free, like in the Marlowe Playground. And because Marlowe is written in the language of finance, what a domain-specific language essentially is, and not a general-purpose language just for blockchain development, there are a host of errors that become impossible to write, ruling out completely certain kinds of incorrect contracts. For example, every Marlowe contract will have a finite lifetime, and any funds tied up in the contract at the time it ends will be returned to the participants meaning funds in a contract can never be locked up indefinitely. If you'd like to learn more about Marlowe, IOHK has released its Marlowe Playground, and we'll put a link to that, as well as the blog post about it all, in the description of this video. And with all the development opportunities opening up on the Cardano blockchain, there could not be a better time to strike up a conversation with maybe one of the most well-known Ethereum developers in the crypto space. You all know him from Crypto Over Coffee, Hash Hoshi, the blockchain developer who's been bringing us really awesome content via his YouTube channel, and he's agreed to talk with us today specifically about development, which with everything happening in the Cardano ecosystem makes for a super interesting conversation to have with an Ethereum developer, Hashoshi. Really excited to have you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, James. Uh, it's okay. it's uh, been a long time coming. Cool. First, got to start with a sip of Joe. Beautiful, man. It's too late I, for me here, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a coffee fan, as am I. Yeah. So uh, the question that we've got to ask first, it's on everyone's mind. How do you take your coffee? Black as night, man. Always. No, <laughs> no cream, no sugar, pour over coffee, straight black. It's delicious. 
Oh, that's great. I mean, it says something about a person and how they take their coffee. I, I like my coffee like I like my crypto portfolio, like in the black and sweet. Um, there I you put go, some, man. <laughs> some stevia in there. All right, so for that one person out there that's not familiar with your YouTube channel, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm very much so a, a student of technology. I've always loved technology since I was a little kid. And I think that kind of started my path in the direction of, of blockchain and crypto. I was actually about 10 or 11 years ago now in a class, not paying attention, of course, because that's what people do sometimes. On StumbleUpon, I came across the Bitcoin white paper and I just fell in love with the whole concept and how multidisciplinarian it is. And so from there, I just kept up with it over the next several years. I kept studying and then Ethereum came into the mix. Um, and I was at that time starting to get into uh, software development, kind of teaching myself that that practice. And then I went ended up going to school for it. Uh, and, and I kind of found my way into doing this stuff full time, uh, building dApps and all that. And uh, all the YouTube videos, too. Don't forget that. Those are very, very beneficial to the community, I think. Now, knowing your development background and consider everything that's happening in the Cardano ecosystem, the imminent release of Gogan, Yella, mm -hmm. Ergo, I mean, Cardano is literally on fire right now in a, in a really good way. What are your thoughts on developing on Cardano? Yeah, I think that a lot of people are going to be looking at doing that. I think especially folks that are coming from the financial services background or like the banking sector right now, a lot of those applications have underpinnings in Haskell, right? Haskell being one of the, the functional programming language that underpins a lot of Cardano's ecosystem and quite literally basically is what composes the Plutus smart contract languages that's coming with Gogan. And so I think that we're gonna start to see the end of this year and then more so the beginning of next year in 2021, people starting to pick up steam working with with Gogan and the, this stuff that's coming coming through the pipeline, inclusive of new Oracle protocols and interoperability protocols. Is there anything in particular that you're excited about specifically? Specifically, I think I'm most excited about Marlowe to be candid with you because I think it being a domain specific language, being able to take basically no technical experience whatsoever and to be able to use a graphical user interface to drag and drop logical components onto a screen and then to essentially use that to compile and deploy a valid smart contract to the Cardano network is, is a huge thing that not a lot of people are talking about these days. Have you had a chance to get into the Marlowe playground and do all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. It, it really is. It is. All right, uh, so now changing gears a little bit, you say there's a lot of Ethereum development demand out there. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, there is. I mean, not only is Ethereum in this position where a lot of the most lucrative dApps that are out there are built on Ethereum, but also there's such a huge developer community and a lot of demand for uh, development skills to build out projects. There are a lot of people out there that have ideas, they want to build them. And they think that the path to doing that is to build on Ethereum. So they go looking for folks with Solidity experience or folks that have um, full stack development experience integrating traditional applications with Ethereum smart contracts, right? It's a huge industry now. And I think the demand outstrips the supply by a large, large margin uh, on the market today. And that's why it costs so much to get something like that built unless you do it yourself. Right. I mean, with demand, there's definitely challenges. I mean, what do you see as the big roadblocks ahead within the Ethereum ecosystem, you know, with gas fees and such? 
yeah, I think the reality is that there is the elephant in the room, and that is that it it is not cheap to build a DAP. As soon as you start going to test on mainnet, right? Because you can only test so much on these test nets, and then locally, as soon as you start going to mainnet to do you know to do your dry run for a you know production, it's going to cost you, and you also have to think about how you're going to balance the the economy of your application now because users are going to have to pay to use your app and to do what it is that you want your app to do. So I think that's a huge thing. And then understanding the fact that Ethereum 2.0 in the state that it will be able to uh, scale perfectly to be able to use full fledged transactions and smart contracts, et cetera, to basically get an ETH 2.0 that is in every way a better version of what we have today, that could be three years away. Yeah, that was, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to ask you what's a uh, realistic ETH2 uh, time release, and you think three years? Yeah, I think it's two to three years two before three we years? see an ETH2.0 an ETH that can take, you know, that can deploy smart contracts, that can fulfill all the, diff the same functionalities that we have today, but more in a more scalable fashion. And the reason is, is because they have the hardest job in all of crypto. They have, with being the first mover, they have a lot of people they need to place. They have to build a protocol that is better in every single way than what they've already built, but it also has to be backwards compatible. So they don't break the entire DAP economy as we know it on Ethereum 1.0. It's not easy. I mean, where will we be with Cardano in two or three years? That's just the very first question that comes to mind when we're we're talking about that. So what what about solutions like Yella that'll make it super easy to port from Ethereum to Cardano, even supporting Solidity if the demand is there? You had mentioned previously that there's going to be a line in the sand when it comes to developers who know Haskell and those who don't. But it seems mm -hmm. like the Cardano developers are working really hard to be, if not language agnostic, at least really flexible with the development options out there, like with Marlowe and Yella. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be there. There will be a fine line, right? Because a lot of the, a lot of languages, not just Plutus on on Cardano, but other pl uh, protocols and platforms are starting to say like, hey, we see Solidity as a threat, right? Solidity is something that is it's very imperative as a language. It gives you a lot of room to make mistakes. If you're not a true master, you don't get a third party audit. You might as well just commit yourself to the understanding that you have potentially introduced a bug in your code that could cost someone money, right? It's, it's a dangerous language to write in ultimately, and it's very easy to make mistakes. If a lot of protocols like Cardano start to say, well, we're going to fall on a crutch and, and allow people to build dApps with solidity, I think it could take away from the good languages and a lot of the work that they've done to build a better language. So I want, I hope that they do introduce the option to do so, but that they don't put so much emphasis on using that option, right? WebAssembly is a great thing as well, letting people use other languages, but um, compatibility is not a good enough reason to just say, hey, well, we're gonna let everyone use Solidity just because. No, you're absolutely right. And I do see them kind of pushing, you know, when you look at the blogs, uh, a lot of Plutus and a lot of Marlowe stuff. So it will be interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. It'll certainly be interesting watching what happens as, as far as you go. I mean, you're a developer and uh, time will ultimately be the referee as to whether or not you'll be developing on Ethereum or Cardano in the long run. My money says in 10 years time, you're gonna be a Cardano rock star and be like Ethereum who? But we'll just have to wait and see. Hey man, you never know.
All right, changing gears a little bit, I'd like to ask you a bit more of a personal question. Is there a pet project you have, something involving blockchain that you're working on or that you have an idea for that will really, in your eyes, shake things up? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that something that I'm working on, you know, with the very limited time that I have on the side with uh, with YouTube and then a full time gig, but I'm not going to say that it's going to change the world. But for me, I think it's a cool thing. I'm a big fan of non fungible tokens, NFTs, basically crypto collectibles. And uh, I'm working on a, a way for people that watch my stuff, watch my videos to be able to uh, earn NFTs by interacting with content, uh, by having, you know, a streak of watching videos. If you watch 10 videos in a row, you get an NFT. It's like a trophy commemorating uh, your continued viewership. So it's just a way for me to, you know, build my skills because I learn along the way whenever I build something and also a way to engage with the community and hopefully uh, create value for people and in uh, helping them learn about all the cool stuff there is in the space. We are so thankful to have you on the show. It's a bit surreal for me. I've been watching you for so long. Uh, I'm really glad to have you on. I hope it's the first of many visits and we hope to talk to you again definitely. soon. 100% James, thanks for having me and we'll definitely do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, we are truly grateful to you for tuning into today's show. We invite you to engage with us either in the comments below this video or on our Telegram channel, Twitter, or even email. We are very interested in what you have to say. And if you're interested in how fees work on our stake pool, Dave breaks it all down really easy. Just click on the link right over my shoulder here. Again, thanks for watching today's show. I'm James Kiever, and that's your Cardano Update.